You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. A fresh starting point. And it works, yay. Then I go to my timer. And you get that. I didn't have that ready. I'm a slacker. Obviously, <laughs> obviously it's something I haven't done in a while. Yeah, get on the ball. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Timer. What, what the of, heck? What, what kind of overlord do you have here? So uh, mm. let's get a new guy in. <laughs> no, no. All right. We'll get I'm only <laughs> I'm not because the next overlord would be way worse than him. We already know this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just listened to the last uh, Animal House uh, podcast where I forgot to do the intro, so I, <laughs> so I should be ashamed of myself. No, I, mm. yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't overlord there. I, I, I could have stepped in and said, hey, hold on a minute. Ooh. But I didn't. You were leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I just let it slide. Hold on there. Yeah. I'm Minuten, bitte. <laughs> All right, let's go. <clears throat> This is a something podcast. Banzai! 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 <laughs> hey, where's the meat? I don't think there's anybody back there. You or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! And knowing is half the battle. It to each other. Party on, dudes! Hey, this is Bonsai Rich Club. I am Dave. Online, I've got Rose. Hey! And Suzanne. Hi there. And listener, what we have decided to do uh, for the topic tonight is that we are going to revisit like a retro hobby that we had done in the 70s, 80s, or 90s. Uh, and just kind of, you know, you know, give a little bit of discussion around it. You know, have a short discussion and kind of figure out, you know, why it is that we kind of like that hobby. Um, what do we remember from it? You know, why did we choose that to kind of waste all our time on or even our money, maybe? Um, and um, so that's kind of what this is about, you know. So we're not really going with a traditional like movie, TV show uh, or music like we normally do. So we're going a little bit off script, but still going to be fun. Uh, and the thing that I had decided that I want to talk about tonight was something that was huge in the uh, the 1980s and it's actually kind of come making a comeback um back in the late 80s i want to say right around my sophomore year through my senior year 
I was playing a game called Dungeons and Dragons. So what would happen is mm. that I had a, uh, a new group of friends because I had just moved into a new city because I had grown up in a small southern city called Clewiston and we moved to Claremont. So I really didn't have a, a base camp of friends. I didn't have any you know, friends at the new city that we moved to. So it was kind of like starting from groundwork. And somehow I got in allegiance with, I want to say the weirdos. Um, and so the, uh, the one guy that I really kind of gravitated toward was kind of just this really oddball guy named Chuck. And he didn't come to school that often. And he was very aloof. And in fact, he had, we had a computer class together and he had actually convinced the class during one of our, you know, one of the periods when the teacher wasn't really even paying attention to us, that he actually believed that in the full moon he turned into a wolf. And he <laughs> spoke so convincingly that everyone was like riveted, you know, even though they're like, come on, you're bullshitting us. And he's like, no, no, no. And he really, you know, he really like sold it. And then after class, we're walking back to our lockers and he looks over at me with a sly grin on his face and says, you think they bought it? <laughs> So it's like, that's Chuck. You know, that was Chuck. I, I have no idea what he's doing now. But he was the one that introduced me to the concept of playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and at the time, for a high school student, he was actually engaged. Uh, so he had a uh, fiance who was not in high school anymore. She was older. Uh, so it was her... This other guy that I was at uh, the chess team with, a guy named Jake, who is, I'll say, an ass, jerk, whatever you want to call him, um, and, you know, and her. And, you know, so it's kind of like the four of us were the, the main team of this Dungeons & Dragons group. Well, really, we're the only ones there. And so we would spend many of, you know, weekend, evening time hours just playing for hours upon hours until the early morning, uh, you know, early morning hours. Uh, mm. And it was so much fun because it, it was so creative, you know, and if you're not familiar with the concept, and I think a lot of people, you know, kind of have heard the lore of it, is that you have what's called a dungeon master. They pretty much explain kind of a scenario. So if you want to look at it as a person that's kind of reading a book to you that says, here's the situation you're in and then based on you know whatever player character you have developed you and the different skill sets and the different you know weapons or items that you may be cover, uh, carrying you can use those to get you know through the scenario to get the mission accomplished so that's kind of how it was laid out the player character that i seem to remember that i had gravitated or made like you know, that I used the most. Um, at the time, I was a fan of J.R. Tolkien. Uh, so I loved the Hobbit series. I loved Lord of the Rings. And uh, so I was fascinated with Middle Earth. So I played a Hobbit character. So, you know, mm -hmm. one of those short guys with hairy feet. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and and you, you would think that, okay, why would, you know, somebody pick to be kind of the little, the little guy, 
but you know it was just mm-hmm. one of those things because it was kind of you know beloved characters you know and i was like bilbo baggins of course i want to be bilbo baggins you mm-hmm. know and uh so for those that aren't familiar with the movies then you know i'm sorry i'm not going to go into the whole you know lore of middle earth but you know you i was fascinated by these guys uh so i you know i played the character and i named him malinuk brandywine so it's like I found different nice. references, yeah, different references in the Tolkien universe, and that came up with that name, and it just kind of really stuck. Um, I fell in love with the player character class of a druid, which is kind of like a wizard, but you know mm-hmm. somebody that has a um, you know affinity towards you know earth uh, or mm-hmm. plants. Uh, and things like that. So a lot of their spells are associated with manipulation of plants. You know, think of, you know, if you're into DC Comics, think Poison Ivy. You know, mm-hmm. so you would have okay. a druid character that would be able to do stuff like that. Um, and, but, you know, at the same time, our our group didn't have a thief. So we kind of did, we broke rules a lot. So I was a mm. druid slash thief because I was nice. the hobbit. Um, mm-hmm. So we we kind of we kind of picked and choose which rules we wanted to kind of abide by, um, mm-hmm. but it was it was like so much fun because I would spend you know the 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 whole evening just kind of in my imagination you know with you know the world that they were helping create. I never played the dungeon master, but I was always you know ready to go on the adventure. Uh, one of the things I did with my Apple computer because if anybody's ever familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, you know that they have like a whole bunch of different dice and you have like mm-hmm. the six sided dice, you have the eight sided dice, you've got the 20 sided dice. And rather than <laughs> having all these little plastic dice around, I found mm-hmm. a way to program my Apple computer so that I can just type in a specific number and it would give me a random generation between the, um, you know, between that number and, you know, zero and that number. So in a way that my Apple computer became our dice, you know, so wow. we were all playing and then we got, oh, we need to roll a 20 sided die, Dave. And then I'd hit 20 enter and then it would give us a random number and, you know, then it would help us with the adventure. So between my Apple cool. computer and since I was really the only one with like a steady income because I was working at Publix grocery store, which is a, a big chain in Florida. I was the one that mm-hmm. kind of was, had discretionary income, so I was buying all the books. So I was not only mm-hmm. the computer guy, but I was also the librarian <laughs> for our group. Wow. So, mm. uh, so yeah, I was I was quite the uh, important person of, of of our little adventure team. Um, mm. In a way, you would say I was the equipment manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's what I remember doing, uh, and that bled right up until you know i had joined the navy and uh and went to boot camp and then i'd never heard from those guys again wow yeah that went on for a while huh yeah yeah so we you know we had gotten together and a lot of times it had to be scheduled around like you know what i when i wasn't working uh because when you're at the grocery store you you work weekends you know that's just the way it is uh, and then you close a lot. And then, you know, after closing the store, you're like, do I really want to get together and play all night? You know, and sometimes the answer was yeah. yes, but in m- most cases, the answer was no. Yeah. So, you know, you, it, it could be 
it'd be kind of like us with podcasting. They'd be like, oh, I got a break for a few weeks, you know, and then you know, all of a sudden you're together mm-hmm. again and then you just can't stop, you know, the insanity of having fun together. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, in a lot of ways it was, it, it, it was so fulfilling for me from a creativity standpoint. So I really loved it. Um, so do you guys, have, have either of you even played the game or knew of people that played the game? Susan? I have not played, but um, my daughter is a big D&D person now. In fact, she is um, she is a dungeon master. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, so she will, and she's very creative. You know, she's a creative writer also. Um, so she will come up like she, and she loves to tell me about all this stuff, even though I don't play the game on that you know I, I i if anything her dad's more into this kind of stuff than me but she will sit down and give me all these really <laughs> intricate in, uh details of all these characters that she's made up for all of her friends and what they do and this one's secret power and this one's at the house this one is abusing it and this one is you know this one is a mm. priest and this one is a uh a, a minstrel and this one is a druid and this one. And wow. i can't remember any of it but <laughs> yeah i can't remember any of it but and she's offered to say to say well you could should play you could you could be this one that does this and that and that I, was, well, I don't I don't know I don't just with everything I have to do in my life I don't know that I have the mental bandwidth anymore to try and live in some <laughs> other universe other than this yeah. one <laughs> on top oh, of everything man. else I have to do but but it sounds very engaging <laughs> it, it, it is um, and you know. What you're reminding me of is that, and there's a lot of people that kind of go down that downward slope where the adventure that they have, you know, playing something like Dungeons and Dragons is better than their actual personal life. So, mm. in a lot of cases, and well, in quarantine, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> well, that's definitely you know, with COVID, that's a whole different topic, uh-huh. right? But. I'm just saying, like, in general, you know, let's say if you've got that really unpopular kid who's kind of not able to fit in, but yet, you know, they can get into a Dungeons and Dragons game and then all of a sudden they're, like, really living, you know, and then they, Mm -hmm. you know, that's their only outlet to really engage with people, you know. It's sad, but unfortunately that, I mean, I've known people like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, So, Rose, have you had much exposure to this game you know um i'm gonna hazard a guess uh let's see let's let's catapult back into time uh i was in high school in uh california graduated in 1978 i want to say people might have been playing then um i heard mention of such things as i got older my kids are too young at during that time. Because so I'm thinking my son in 1980, my eldest son would have been 10 in 1989. So he really wasn't, we didn't really know anybody that, that, uh, that played or, you know, none of his friends played. And actually that's kind of like the theme of, of my hobby but um, we vein off into a whole different aspect <laughs> of it when I tell, when I tell my tale. Okay. Um, but um, I can actually relate. And I know 
with the inception of Stranger Things here, you know, in the last three or four years, um, D&D is probably like a massive comeback. Yeah. And, you know, kudos to all those people out there that played the game, that did the hours, that, you know, created the character, you know, backstories and, and all of that. And I just, that just sounds really super complicated to me. And, um, I just, I just don't know how long I, I, I would actually like to try it once, like just to say, Hey, what's, what's going on? Teach me how to play this kind of a thing. And I'm just like, no one can really teach you how to play Dungeons and Dragons. You have to experience it yourself. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. I just know that's going to happen. You know, I love that it. voice. Whose voice is that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's your Dungeons and Dra- Dragons yeah. character. That's, 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 my that wizard, that's my wizard voice. Anyway, <laughs> so... Um, but uh, it's I can't really talk about it today, but because it's in the 2000s when it happened. But I did a lot of our online RPGing as oh. an adult. Okay, and that's and, similar. Uh, it is similar, and you know you have to have a you know backstory. I think I got into it when, oddly enough, you know the Lord of the Rings you know, came out and I had read the books. I don't know how many times before I actually saw each one of the movies. And, um, I think I had my very first character was like an elf. Of course there was like tons of them. And then I started to get a little bit more, you know, kind of straight away from, you know, the whole, the whole mythical character. Um, personality. And it went for something a little bit more solid, like a vampire, but, but whatever I did, I know, like, that's not mythical. Uh, whatever I did, I always did, like, research in history, you know. So I so I have it in me to actually, you know, put the work in. I just don't want to. Sure. But uh, because it's time-consuming. It completely is. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, you know, to work. completely immersive then. <laughs> yeah. For you to work and, and D&D and just – all hours of the night and weekends and i'm just like dude what wow now i now let's go on the record to say i and luckily my kids don't listen to the podcast but uh i wasn't a model student you know as far as grades go right so so there was an area of my life that did suffer a bit um okay yeah what's gonna be the money can't let it be the money so uh yeah i uh you know it's not like I was nowhere near honor roll student, let's put it that way. Uh, and, you know, I guess a lot of teachers would probably describe me as lazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> let, let's just leave that there. Yeah. Yeah. That on the table right there. Yeah. 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 You've oh, got awesome. potential, David, but uh, we really like you to put a little more effort in your homework, uh, Mr. White, please. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but. So going back, um, you know, it's not like I'm going to ask us all to like create characters here, but you know, the, the one of the premises that I remembered, uh, you know, earlier the games is you kind of had to put a, um, I'm trying to trying to remember how it was phrased, but you know, as far as if you were considering yourself good or neutral or evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had di- various degrees of that in between. So, like, there was like chaotic good, chaotic evil, um, mm-hmm. and um, I forget what that was called. 
But I guess if you had to put a label on yourself between good, neutral, and evil, uh, if you were, if you let, no, let's not say yourself, but let's say you're creating a character that you want to play, mm-hmm. which one would you prefer to play, Suzanne? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'd like to know what the distinctions are. I mean, I consider myself kind of good, but fun. Right. But this <laughs> so does is, that uh, equate to that's really bad? Okay, no. Well, well, you look, could be chaotic good. Yeah. Let's say chaotic you know, good, you're imagine- chaotic good. That yeah, sounds you're, right. You're imaginary. You're imaginary person. This is the person that you'd be portraying as you're playing the game. Yeah. So, so in other words, you don't. It's not somebody you have to relate to. You can be like the total opposite of what you are. Correct. If you, whatever you're going to have. Be chaotic good. Chaotic good. Okay. And, and you know, and, and, and you know that would kind of, you know, kind of be your barometer of how you would act within the game. Like you know, somebody that's chaotic evil, you know, completely can get away with just being a, a complete ass to the rest of the, you know, your company because that's kind of expected mm. of that person. You know, yeah. and they would do it for the fun yeah. of it. You know, and it, even though that person you know them in real life, they would never be like that. But they're just having fun because of that's their player character it gives them the the you know the open reign to be that kind of person um mm-hmm. so rose what would you what would you pick well uh one of my favorite characters in the uh lord of the Rings series was aragon okay and i mm-hmm. always tried to what i rpg'd i always tried to emulate the things that he would do because he had a history it was a dark history, right? But he always fought on the side of good, except you know when he had his dark history. So I always made sure that I people up, just knew right up front that I that I fought on the side of good for the right. You know, I represented the underdog, kind of a thing. Um, being evil to me was difficult because I knew I wouldn't be able to pull it off. You know? <laughs> I mean, not that I say my character couldn't like take you out or something, but it would be, you know, for a really good reason. You'd have to be like a super bad person for right. her to do. So I would be a good person, but I would, uh, I don't know what, what description I would put before that. Yeah. It, it would be chaotic. Good. Yeah. It would be like, Always heroic good. good. Yeah, heroic good. How about that? Heroic good. Can you make up your own description? Yeah, but yeah. You have to well, for, for the sake of the, our show, we're going to. So, Thank yeah. you, Yeah, so, her, her, yeah, that was the timer. Yeah, look at that. Um, But, yeah, I always went with the chaotic good uh, for myself because it's like I, I wanted to be able to be a little mischievous, you know, when it's called for. Um, but yeah. at the same time, still, you know, my my barometer of my character would normally go towards the good side. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to think about, you know, because you, you know, if you look at it like acting, you know, mm-hmm. you would have the, uh, you know, the person that says, you know what, I, I've always wanted to be the bad boy, you know, I always wanted to be the bad guy, you know, and so they would kind of gravitate towards that because it gives them license for the course of the game to be that person you know and yeah. you know uh i don't know you know 
you know, the, all the roles that, you know, James Spader had throughout his life, you know, I'm sure he's not really like yeah. that. Right. But he's like, sure. I'll, 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 I'll be the bad guy. <laughs> so, you know, I'll be the eighties bully for the, uh, the course of an evening. That's fine with me, you know, and some people you know, oh. get off on that kind of thing. So that was never my deal though. But, um, yeah. it, it's always fun to think like, oh, I can be that guy, but then you're like, ah, eh, not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Dungeons and Dragons, like I said, it was a, a wonderful time waster for me. I enjoyed the hobby. Uh, it's something that um, actually, I want to say maybe 10 years ago is when I finally broke down and sold that library of books that I had. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I had had a, uh, a peach crate. Because I used to work at the produce department and at Publix, and so there's like two or three peach crates that I have downstairs. Even to this day, I have two of them, uh, mm-hmm. and one of them was just filled with all my Dungeons and Dragons stuff. You know, hardback novels, wow. uh, even a few of them that I had printed up a little label on the inside that said "Property of Malinook Brandy Wine." Oh, uh, yeah. So there, there you go. go. So great way to end the uh, the show, I think. I do think so. All right. So uh, with everything that was just being said, uh, I, I think I was really the one that geeked out the most about that, but uh, I do appreciate the <laughs> memories. Um, yeah. So this part where we remind you, we have a website out there. That's bonsairetroclub.com. Please go out there. On there, you can click that little Team Bonsai icon. You're going to get to all the links for all of us, whether it be Scott, Rose, or Suzanne. So please go there. Follow us on all of our different things through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We really appreciate you interacting with us. You want to drop us an email. That's McFly at BonsaiRetroClub.com. You've got one of those little fancy iPhone devices and you want to give us a rating review and subscribe to the podcast, please do that. Uh, If you're on the Podbean app and you're hitting the follow button, we appreciate that as well. Uh, So with all that, we really do appreciate you listening to us. Uh, We want you to please be excellent to each other and have a good whatever. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, don't you Hey, Bonsai! 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 <laughs> All right, so let me reset. Duke, that was a great story, Dave. Oh, good. I'm glad you like that. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Far o'er the misty mountains cold. Dungeons deep and caverns old. We must away and break our
the dwarves of yore made mighty spells, while hammers fell like ringing bells in places deep where dark things sleep in hollow halls beneath the fells. Goblets they carved there for themselves, and harps of gold where no man delves. There lay they long, and many a song was sung unheard by man or elves. For ancient king and elvish lord, there many a gleaming golden hoard they shaped and wrought, and light they caught to hide in gems on hilt of sword. On silver necklaces they strung, the flowering stars on crowns they hung, the dragon fire and twisted wire, they meshed the light of moon and sun. The pines were roaring on the height, the winds were moaning in the night, the fire was red, it flaming spread, the trees like torches blazed with light. The bells were ringing in the dale. The men looked up with faces pale. The dragon's ire, more fierce than fire, laid low their towers and houses frail. The mountains smoked beneath the moon. The dwarves, they heard the tramp of doom. They fled their hall to dying fall beneath his feet, beneath the moon. We must await the break of day to win our hearts and glory. 